Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, February 5th. S&P futures are rallying about 15 points. That's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up a little less, so they're up about 45 points. That's about 30 basis points. The major European indices are up about 40 to 50 basis points. They're on track to end the week up about 4 to 5%. You are seeing outperformance in Europe in industrials, basic resources, tech, banks, and energy. Banks are leading in Europe. They're up about a percent and a half. Um, and Asia finished higher pretty much across the board. There was some mild weakness in mainland China. So it's very much kind of more of the same this morning. Um, you know, I think really what's occurred this week is you had a pretty aggressive de-risking process last week spurred by the psychodrama with GameStop. Um, and then starting this Monday, that process reversed very sharply and you saw um, you know, a pretty dramatic re-risking as people rush to add back equity exposure. Um, and I really think that's kind of just what's occurring over the last several days. I don't think there's been a dramatic change um, in terms of the broader macro narrative. You know, the markets have been rallying for months on those three pillars, uh, very strong earnings, massive stimulus, uh, vaccine optimism. I think all of them have been strengthened by news flow um, over the last several days. And I think that's kind of been just the main driver. So there were a ton of reports out last night in the U.S. There were a lot out of Europe this morning as far as earnings. Um, you know, I'm not going to get through the specifics. None of them are really kind of quote unquote macro. We're very much in the end stages of the earnings season, which tend to be dominated by smaller companies. Um, but in general, the Q4 numbers have been spectacular as far as numbers coming in above expectations. Guidance for the most part has been relatively healthy. You are seeing the 2021, 2022 consensus figures creep higher. Um, so again, I think when all is said and done, you'll see that 2022 numbers settle out around $205 or so. Um, that's up, you know, five plus dollars from where it stood before the season. So, you know, earnings are very solid. The calendar Q4 season, like I said, is essentially done at this point. We're now moving into the January end reporting period, which is dominated by tech and retail. So Cisco will kick things off next Tuesday. Um, and then over the coming weeks, we'll hear from Walmart, Target, NVIDIA, Applied Materials, um, and a lot more. Uh, so the second pillar, the stimulus, um, you know, again, you're looking at the Democrats moving forward with reconciliation to pass a very large fiscal stimulus bill. Um, that process should be done by early to mid-March. So there could be a bill back on Biden's desk for him to sign by that time. The Senate last night held a series of votes. They call it a quote-unquote vote-arama process. Um, this is this is all laying the groundwork for reconciliation. I don't think there's any major takeaways except for two. The stimulus check eligibility looks like it will be uh, curtailed. Um, this is something that you know it looked very likely would occur over the last several days. Um, that will probably shave a couple hundred billion dollars off of Biden's 1.9 trillion dollar headline. Um, so that would probably put you down in the 1.5 to 1.7 trillion dollar range. Again, that's that shouldn't be surprising, um, but that looks like you're going to see the stimulus check eligibility get get reduced from where it stood. Um, in the $900 billion bill that passed in January. The other big change, I think, concerns the minimum wage. So it's it's nearly guaranteed you will not see the wage go up to $15. There could be 50 senators that would agree on a $10 to $11 minimum wage, um, but phasing over a number of years. As far as the minimum wage being eligible for reconciliation, um, you know, I think that if there were 50 senators supporting a number for an increase, um, they'll find a way to make it eligible. I think the big the big impediment to the minimum wage is just getting 
um, finding a number that you can get 50 senators to agree on. I do not think that there are 50 senators to agree um, that would agree to a $50 uh, to a $15 minimum wage. Um, so that's on the stimulus front, and then obviously you have you know the Fed continues to um, support its currency po- its current policy framework despite um, indications of very strong um, you know economic rebounds, despite indications of um, you know obviously very strong earnings as well. Um, and then just finally on vaccines, again, the, the numbers in the U.S. continue to creep higher. I know there were a lot of hiccups. You still are reading a lot of negative reports about distribution and shortages, et cetera, et cetera. And there certainly are um, problems and it has not been a seamless, um, you know, the process has certainly had a lot of hiccups, but the numbers are continuing to increase every day. You're, you're vaccinating more than a million people a day, at least administering the first dose. Um, and again, if you look at the amount of people that have received vaccines and the amount of people that have had covid Presumably, both those populations have antibodies and and some type of immunity. Um, you know, you're getting up to a, a a healthy chunk of the U.S. adult population. So J and J came out last night, formally submitted its vaccine data to the FDA for emergency use authorization. That was widely expected to happen. The FDA will be meeting February 26 to consider it. You probably could see emergency use authorization. Um, you know, 24 hours after that uh, meeting takes place. So on March 1st, you'll have three vaccines out in the U.S. market. Um, and the process will accelerate even further from there. Um, so again, those are the three pillars that's been driving the market. Um, they've all been kind of strengthened by news flow over the last five days. Um, and I think that's where things stand at this point in time. You know, you will have at some point, you know, there is this whole PE um, yield reckoning that will occur. The question is kind of what level and 10-year yield will spur that reckoning to happen. Um, you know, we're obviously not there yet, but that is, you know, the big risk for stocks um, is really not fundamentals. It's more just yields normalizing back to where they stood before the pandemic. Um, and then that reversing some of the 2020 PE expansion process that that occurred. Um, and so that is everything for this morning. As far as the calendar for today, you have the jobs report at 8.30. I have a preview in the piece today. I don't see it being a real... Um, I don't see it moving the markets really either way. Um, but I have more commentary in the preview. And then you have a couple more earnings reports this morning. Um, Aon, Cardinal Health, Estee Lauder, Illinois Toolwork, um, Regeneron, and Zimmer are probably the big ones to watch for. And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.